All right, and welcome back to Kino Clash. This is episode... 32, or 31. 31. And I said three I'm... numbers there. I said 32 and 31. <laughs> I was trying and to do I'm math Brendan. very quickly. That always fries my circuits, so... Yeah, the uh, second to last episode of the first round, so... The penultimate episode if one yeah. would mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'll restate i i i am brendan and and who is everyone else i'm ryan i am and i am alex and uh i'm chim chim <laughs> chim chim the monkey <laughs> i was waiting for the clarification <laughs> yep <laughs> Uh, we watched a couple of movies this week. Uh, this is our final 12v5 matchup, and it is Brendan's Steve Jobs versus Alex's Speed Racer. Speed Racer we're going to be talking about first as the number 12 seed. So, Alex? Take it away, Alex. Take it away. All right. Um, IMDb's description is not great, but let me see what you guys think. A young driver, Speed Racer, aspires to be champion of the racing world with the help of his family and his high-tech Mach 5 automobile. I, I think that's Is that fine. it? That's I, it. I mean, that's I fine, you, but like... That's that's good enough <laughs> to get yeah, started. I mean, that, <laughs> it's a jumping-off like, point, I, feel like, I guess. <laughs> I feel like for this movie, yeah, that, that gets you in the seat, I, I, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, let's use Letterboxd. Letterboxd is a little more dynamic. It starts with, you know, how they do. It's always some exclamation at the beginning. Here we got, go! Speed Racer is the tale of a young and brilliant racing driver. When corruption in the racing leagues costs his brother his life, he must team up with the police and the mysterious Racer X to bring an end to the corruption and criminal activities. I mean, that's more of what the yeah, movie is, for I think sure. that, that is a better description. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Speed Racer yeah, is a lot more directed by... Oh yeah, the the Wachowskis have done it again, making a a very decisive movie. I think. Um, sorry, divisive, yes. not decisive. I was going to say word. very decisive. Uh, this this absolutely shows. <laughs> this is this is uh, people watch this and they said this one's a movie. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is a movie. <laughs> a decisive so, picture i've seen this movie before i think brendan has as well and i have yes i think it's fitting for ryan to be sick right now because didn't you watch this in like a fever dream one time yeah you had a... I, f- I fell asleep during it while i was sick with a fever and i'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm not like totally sick but i'm a little under the weather maybe, maybe but i got to watch maybe it maybe you you maybe you coughed in the dvd case and when you open it back up again the virus <laughs> went back into your face and it reinfected you maybe yeah <laughs> but uh luckily this time i was not sick on viewing so i got to i got to see the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> You sound oh, like man. that. You sound like you're happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess the description out of the way, we can get into opening thoughts. Uh, well, Kyle, this is your first time, right? <laughs> yeah, I I had never seen this before. Um, okay, yeah, first time behind the wheel. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, this was a, a very hyped up matchup for us for 
a variety of reasons. <laughs> I think uh, for me, it was because this movie's a movie, and uh, I don't think I've ever met anybody who really likes it. And except for Brendan, I guess going through this, it seemed like you were a bit of a fan of this movie. Um, oh, so I'm just really, yeah, I'm just really excited to talk about it because, uh, yeah, I want to hear hear what y'all got to think. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, kick us off. We so want to hear those curious, fresh eyes, fresh I, takes. I watched this with Alex, uh, so I'm curious what you think my opinion of this is. I think you don't like it. <laughs> You'd be wrong, my friend. I had a very oh, fun wow. time. Yeah. No, I I enjoyed myself quite a bit watching this. It, uh, it's, it's unhinged. Uh, I I don't even know what's happening most of the time because it's just blasting <laughs> colors and polygons at me. And I know this sounds like insults, and I think to any other movie it probably would be. But uh, no, I it, this is one you can just kind of sit there, and it's like a modern art piece almost, man. It just kind of comes at you, and then it ends, and then you just got to reckon with what you just did the two hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I was I was a pretty big fan ultimately. Uh I think the I think the score fucking kicks ass. I think it's awesome. Uh yeah, no, all around. I uh I went in pretty open minded and I did not leave disappointed. I would I would certainly watch this again. Wow. Yeah, this is surprising because as soon as it ended you looked at me and you said so when's the last time you saw this movie? I was genuinely curious. <laughs> I, I I didn't know if you saw this as a kid or or when. For a second, I thought you were gonna say like that. Kyle was pretending to like hate the movie while he was watching it with you. Like, oh, this is stupid. I hate this. Fuck <laughs> this movie. That is a Kyle move to kind of sway. The I'm gonna opinion. vote oh, against this one for sure. It is. No, I want to. I want to game the system here on Kino yeah. Clash. Oh uh, well, I guess. That out of the way, it seems I may be the contrarian on this episode. Uh, I I did not love this movie, not not even close. Uh, lots of parallels to like Lazy Town and Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Um, it it looked awful. Uh, a lot of the acting was awful. The story was pretty awful. But there were a lot of redeeming qualities to it. So it it was kind of a wash for me um, between the things that were. Uh, genuinely unbearable to me and the things that I actually thought were really fun and uh, visually striking because there were those moments I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna lie I enjoyed uh, many moments of this movie um, and those moments um, kind of pulled me through but ultimately it's just it, it's too long the stories it's just bad um, in my opinion and it, it takes way too long to get going, so I was bored for a lot of it. But the moments that I wasn't bored were really electrifying. So uh, pretty polarizing, uh, even in my own <laughs> opinion. Or uh, my, if I'm arguing with myself, I guess <laughs> there are things that I can <laughs> argue for and things I can argue against. So uh, it, I'm glad I watched it. Um, it's a much better memory than me falling asleep during <laughs> it when I was sick as a child. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, that that is my take. A bit of a wash, okay. But I think it will okay. open some good discussion. Yeah, um, yeah. I I watched this movie like around the time when it came out, and I was like, that was crazy. And you know, then I watched it again when I was like maybe a 
senior in high school or, or freshman in college. And I was just like, all right, that holds up at least to me. Cause I was expecting like to just throw it away in disgust. Cause I was like, I remember this movie being like garish and gaudy in the way it does a lot of its visuals. And it is, yeah. but I, 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 I <laughs> like it. Yeah. I like it in the same way that I like not to, not to, rattle his cage too much but uh Zack Snyder movies and that like yeah it's not it's not perfect and the visuals are big swings and sometimes they do miss mm-hmm. but when a big swing like the visuals in this movie or the visuals in like 300 or something like that when those big swings land it's it it's fucking cool <laughs> it really works it, it's really cool and um I agree like this movie, I, I think that there is too much, at least for me, like time in between races. Cause I think the races are when it really 100%. accelerates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's exactly my take. <laughs> re rewatching this movie again, it made me really think about how the Wachowskis called the, like, called the shots of the fast and the furious franchise completely like yeah <laughs> this is goofy stuff to pull right now in movies but like this is not dissimilar to how a lot of the races uh start to go towards the end of the fast franchise where it's just like what if a guy has a hook on his car <laughs> and starts <laughs> grabbing other cars <laughs> and you know it's kind of fun uh seeing like a, a sort of proto version of that uh, in this movie. So I, I still really like this movie. I think there's a lot to love here. Um, and then I think there's a lot of, uh, a, a, a lot of misses as well. Yeah. I think I echo what all three of you said. Um, this movie's a camp fest and at times pretty hard to look at, but I think <laughs> to me, it has a ton of heart. And it's just so lovable. And I don't fully know why. Um, I I like the family dynamic for some the kid I can do without, but the rest of it I can <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of uh I was a big fan of just the whole family dynamic and the relationship with the parents and his like pursuit of his brother and all that. I liked it. The story was to the point and very on purpose i feel like it wasn't trying to be i mean it was kind of trying to be deeper but like in a campy way in a very cartoony anime way i guess um and the visuals are something that i've i've really had to had to chew on for a long time and my ultimate take is yes it's pretty much ugly when it's not in a race (laughs) but they did that on purpose i feel like because the races (laughs) are visually striking and pretty dynamic and pretty interesting and like even not even just uh the composition and all that the cgi is pretty great in the in the races the one that comes to mind is uh i forgot where the location is but they're like driving through these ice tunnels and it looks awesome like just technically speaking it looks super cool and so they are they were for sure able to make you know, good-looking CG environments and all that. And I think they just kind of... I think their vision for this was make it look like someone had a 103 fever and had a box of crayons and was just trying to 
draw something <laughs> off of memory in like most other <laughs> sets. To, recreate Cat in the Hat, the film, from memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and you know what? This time, more than the first time, I was a big fan of it because it just they they had a vision for this and they stuck to their guns and they they made a product that was like nothing I've ever seen before and entertaining and it sticks with me and I was I was just a big fan of a lot of what they did so did you yeah, not watch Lazy Town as a child? I did watch Lazy Town, but this has Lazy Town has the colors, but it doesn't have the the almost amateurity in in the the set composite in the way they design the sets and all that because this movie feels like cheap photoshop often and i love is it. is lazy town the one with the chin the guy with the chin yeah with I'm robbie sure, rotten like robbie rotten yeah I, I don't know these names i didn't watch this when i was a kid i just saw the clips on youtube when it was like a meme yeah is it the guy with the yeah okay Okay, now yeah. now I've oriented myself. We are number one and all that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't have cable as a kid, so I just watched uh, um, what I like about you on like <laughs> the CW, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I that's how I learned to be a productive member of society. <laughs> no, uh, I guess now that it's all out there uh, to get into it, I I totally agree. I feel like the Wachowskis had a real passion for this. And despite the CGI looking really awful and all the character interaction moments, the races, they do look really visually striking. Um, even down to, like, the car chase when uh, Racer X is first going after that semi, um, even those sequences all look really good. And like I said, the races, um, they're, they're super fun, and they're, they're visually super striking. The colors are great and everything. Uh, my issue, largely, is that after that first race, the next one isn't until like an hour into the movie. And all that exposition is, it's very bad and it's very, very boring. So it took a really, really long time for me to even begin to give this movie a chance because I just, a lot of the character interactions and, and setup and everything, I, I don't think it was necessary. It, it dragged the movie a ton. Like I was just, I was very actively bored until probably an hour and 10 minutes into the movie. Um, yeah, and that was yeah. This it's movie something would be that fantastic. Thirty minutes shorter. I I think so. Yeah, I think if they could have done Let's the exposition a... in half an hour, which they easily could have, because a lot of it was like bad jokes with the kid, like you said, and then a lot of it was bad jokes in like the the factory that they make the cars at. I don't know. There was just a lot of camp that didn't pay off that I think they could have cut, and it would have made it a lot better. Because honestly, the last hour. Um, when they're doing the races and they're kind of going against the syndicate, I enjoyed. And especially, it, it, I felt it, it all paid off at the end. The ending wrapped up very concisely. After the race, it was like maybe five minutes of giving every character their their kind of moment, and then it was over. <laughs> I thought that was great. Like I wish they would have had that kind of brevity to cut down that first hour of the film because that, that is really where it struggled for me. Yeah, I, 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 it, it feels so, it feels so strange to watch the that like exposition section as well because, uh, at least when I was watching it this time, I was like, yeah, you know, this feels like it's trying, like it, it, I can't tell which part feels more out of place. Like this movie looks like a cartoon, 
so I feel like it is supposed to have all this goofy shit with the kid and all that. Um, but then there's these like kind of serious moments with the dad where he's like, no, these corporations, they fucked us over. We're not working with them. Da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, like this is the heart of the movie a little bit, but it feels almost out of place with the, um, with how silly everything else is. <laughs> I think the length is the only thing that's out of place because, uh, I do like the family moments. I think that gives a good core to the movie, but well, yeah, there's just so much. That, I mean, honestly, like 50 minutes to an hour of movie saying that this corporation is evil is a bit too much, <laughs> and that's uh, that's where it lost me. But it did it did regain my attention for sure. But yeah, that that first hour was rough. I that was where I actively disliked my time. Yeah, I I noticed that much more this viewing. This movie would make a an amazing 90 minute movie i think yeah like you said keep the last hour untouched but cut out a lot of just the stupid jokes in the beginning with the kid and and with speed going into the the company and saying i think i need to think about it and then spending 20 minutes before he comes back and says actually i don't want to work with you cut that whole part out and just make him say i don't want to work with you um yeah this movie would it would have been a, such an easy watch yeah. and such a replayable movie in 90 minutes so it, I'm yeah, going to push like, back. Well, uh, oh, do you want to go, Brandon? I was going to say just real quick. Like, I feel like I understand the characters really, really well in this movie. Like, I feel like all that time fleshed them out fully. Like, I understand what Speed's motivations are and what's pulling at that character. Um, by the time that that part is over, like him kind of battling his 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 desire for fame versus you know, being true to his family and being true to his brother and things like that. Like, I understand every aspect of speed by the end of that section, but I, I also don't know that I needed to. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know that that makes the movie that much better considering what kind of movie this is, that I don't know that I needed 100% of all that information or that it couldn't have been placed or it or that it isn't supported later on anyway uh, during the, the, the sort of more action-packed part of the movie. Yeah, I I don't know. Because, like, Alex, you keep saying if this movie was cut 30 minutes shorter, it could have been, like, great. And I disagree. I, I don't know. I, I've had a long day today, so my nihilism might just be showing. But I don't think this movie could. And, again, I like this movie. I don't think it could be great. I, I think this is uh, just <laughs> fuck you, fuck everything. I'm putting on speed. I don't give a shit. It's speed racer time. So, like, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think the, you know, like we're talking about the kid, and it was my least favorite part as well, but I wouldn't want to take him out. It's not the same movie anymore. It's not the, it's not the fuck you, I'm you want- watching speed racer energy if there's not this, this little psychopath and his monkey running around eating candy <laughs> and killing people in a factory, mind you. Um, like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, oh yeah, I think, I think this could have been something more. I think this is, I think this is at its capacity what it could have been. No, you can make this movie four hours. You can make it a five minute bit. I will leave feeling the same. I I disagree. I, 
when I say this movie would be great in 90 minutes, I don't mean it's up there with punching with, you know, fighting with the giants, like Kubrick and all of them. It is not, it's a, it's a di- fundamentally different kind of movie. And for what it's going for, it would have excelled shorter. And I, I, I say it would be great in that it would be just like a hidden gem of a movie. Um, I, every way this movie, everything this movie does well would have been accentuated in a shorter runtime and cut out all the stuff that, that I think just bogged down. It, it would be a great, stupid, campy, fun movie. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. With a lot of heart. Without the, the thing, and even the the kid, I didn't enjoy that part of the movie, but that wasn't even the part that bogged it down, I felt like. There was just so much um, archetypal kind of derivative content in this that was so obvious what they were going for from the very beginning that an hour of exposition is just unnecessary. And I think if it w- would have been cut in half, then... I, I wouldn't have been bored, and so my overall like two hours for for this is it's not great. So I it's kind of got like it would have the kind of good time effect where that movie is just so short and sweet for me, and it's just something's always happening. I think they easily could have done that here, and it would be something I might revisit. Um, I don't know if I want to revisit it. If, if I do, I'd just like to watch the race scenes. Um, just whatever gets me to the race scenes fastest is, I think, the best version of this movie. So, uh, yeah, all that uh, really derivative, bogged down exposition um, is it, it. It it really kills the movie for me, um, at least in the first half. So, I, I think it's much better cut down because yeah, I think you get enough like... of the, the the emotional core from the family bits in that, but there's a lot that's just unnecessary in my mind. Well, and I. I think that it also kind of this movie feels like almost like a loving parody of like this type of this type of media. Um, it felt and, like a Spy Kids movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what it, you're trying it, to say. <laughs> well, it felt like a Spy Kids movie. It felt like a like a like a you know Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, like it felt yeah. it felt like it was trying to to emulate that completely. And it's like, yeah, I think the longer it goes on, the less that veneer can last and um yeah i don't know I, I think about this movie in comparison to other movies like it um or, or like in a, in a same in the same kind of like vein of this is a really visual weird spectacle like sin city or sky captain in the world of tomorrow and it's like yeah i always end up feeling like i wish it was shorter like that that, that it really only lasts as long as it uh, it, it lasts longer than it should. Yeah. I mean, hey, shout yeah. out to Sky Captain the World Tomorrow. Any any Sky Captain fans? Oh, <laughs> oh you got to put Captain that movie on your list. Here, my guy. Oh, because it, it, it'll be on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I know not to put it on mine. <laughs> that's uh, that's a perfect comparison, and it makes me think. I remember walking. Kyle showed me that movie. And I was not a big fan. And one of my my complaints was I hated the visuals, and I I I need to go back and give it another chance because there's no reason I should have. If I like this movie, I need to like that one. Um, I mean, so I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Right now, I, I think Speed Racer looks better than Sky Captain. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> well, Speed like, Racer yeah, when it's doing and, and, when and, it looks good or just in general. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, you know what? Yeah, that's a good concession. Sky Captain is more consistent, and it's like here, it's like a mid consistently. 
Um, Speed Racer is like low, and then when they get in a car, it goes way up. <laughs> <laughs> so I I am interested because yeah. you guys all so, again have been hailing the uh, the the race scenes. I I genuinely can't visually understand those scenes i'm really impressed like it, it's too much my little peanut brain <laughs> shuts down and then i'm just that's what i mean when i'm saying i'm being blasted with colors i i can't understand no, that's what i like happening. about it it's okay like you can you can kind of pe- like i mean they are like linear enough like at least for me i can understand what's going on but i just love how like especially in that last race at the end of the movie they'll like hit a car and send it into a spin and it's just smearing color on the screen yeah. you have the lights spinning behind the yeah. car because we're trying to focus on the car and it's just like wow <laughs> wow this is a lot this is like <laughs> i'm just watching colors streaming by um and like trying to emulate what speed looks like at the like stupid cartoonish speeds that they're moving and by just wiping color across the screen it's i i I, yeah i i just find that all like visually compelling in a way that like yeah i don't know speed it speed portrayed in that like very beautiful artistic sense um even as like a silly cartoon i think is very interesting uh in comparison to like in movies when they have like a really fast character like the flash and they're like i don't know what if he just sees in slow motion but there's lightning around him (laughs) It's like, yeah, this is cooler. I wish the I wish the Flash saw this. Yeah, uh, I totally it, agree. It, you saying, Kyle, that the the races didn't do much for you because it was just kind of like an assault on the senses. Oh no, no, I no, agree no, no, and no, no, kind of don't. It, it's not that they didn't do much for me. Oh. It's just that I couldn't understand what I was seeing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So one thing I really liked about the races is I felt like it was really well shot to where it was easy to follow. It could have easily been like a Transformers kind of thing where it's just metal shit just colliding and bending <laughs> in your face. You don't know what's going on. But I feel like the 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 way they were able to shoot a lot of these super fast dynamic racings and people colliding with each other. I feel like you always maintained your focus on what was going on. And like the camera wasn't whipping around too much. It was pretty sort of like slow camera movements following the action, but everything happening exactly what we're looking at is very dynamic and high speed. And I don't know. I I was impressed with how, with how they shot the races because I never felt like I was losing concentration or, or focus on what was going on. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think those moments had the most personality, and they chose a really nice color palette for this movie. I mean, a, a lot of it is really just uh, blue, red, and yellow, just the primary colors, and it, that makes it all the more striking. Um, and I, I think they do justice because they have enough uh, personality and style in the CG that they chose to use um, that it, it looks really distinct and memorable. Um, and I really like the combat, and I think a lot of the sound design is pretty good as well. I really like when they, like, do the wah, 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 like when the cars flip over themselves with hydraulics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of really cool effects and visual and auditory motifs that they keep using. Um, and it kind of keeps me in, in kind of understanding what's going on. 
Um, I do see where you're saying, Kyle. It is like a lot. <laughs> There's like it really just the color bombardment of your senses, but I think it gives it all the more personality for it. And I can, I feel like I could at least pick things out. Now, is every frame well, a painting? That's, Probably not. That's kind but. of what I'm talking about. <laughs> like it's it's like a piece of. I think I said it's like a piece of modern art. Like I can't physically interpret everything that is on the screen at a moment of the race so i have to like in my mind i have the the scene where they're racing through the pillars when it's the cross continental race um and like i yeah there's there's so much going on that like i'm not i'm not focusing on speed i'm trying to gather my senses because they you know just what? on a hard reset kyle i think that your problem was that you didn't you didn't give in you didn't give in to it because <laughs> like and i mean this i mean this genuinely there's a level of this movie where if you just like sat back and didn't try almost like you know when you see like something moving in animation like this it's only like six frames but your mind fills in the rest to make it smooth Maybe if you had just like stopped trying and just let it kind of wash over you, you would have filled in those blanks and connected those dots better. Because like I am not sitting there trying to piece it together, but I know what's going on. But I understand well, that it's it's a lot. I don't I don't say any of this as a critique. I also thoroughly enjoyed the racing scenes. I thought they well, were no, I, really I, cool. But I, I I'm just saying that that might have just been like like the like the movie was trying to meet you at one level and you were coming in at a different level and it just didn't it just didn't match it just didn't that, come together. Hey, I, I agree that could be it. I mean, I I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. This is an odd also. I I, I just want to say that this is one of the one of the few movies that I would actually consider going to like an IMAX screen if they're like one night only. Like call out of work, we're showing Speed Racer. Because, yeah, with the audio and the visuals, I'd vomit, but it would be so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, it's an odd comparison, but just the overwhelming nature of the visuals in this reminded me a lot of 2001. I I feel like a lot of the point is to just feel overwhelmed, Um, similar to 2001 in that that fever dream portion. Um, Just kind of a, a wave of colors washing over you kind of making you betray your own sense of what is going on um and yeah i, I do how could you, you drive fill, in this yeah you do have to fill in a lot of the blanks but i i kind of enjoy that the uh alex i know you brought up uh it might have been in your opening thoughts even um like the ice tunnel portion uh, just like the the streaking trail of lights as they just gallivant through these ice tunnels is so cool uh reminded me a lot of akira just that those trailing lights and everything um i don't know i feel like they use a lot of imagery really really well and it 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 works very well you might not always be able to tell what's going on but i think man it's just it's really fun to watch um if nothing else just for a a barrage of colors (laughs) i appreciate it yeah no uh uh, they again i'm just impressed at they there there was an easy way to make these race scenes and i and arguably a very bad way of making these race scenes and it is just like a barrage incomprehensible mess and it's just like very surface level approach at a fast race with big colors but 
I, I feel like they really had a lot of heart in designing these action pieces. For and sure. Yeah. Really had went to town making the most use out of like their environments and the lights and the interactions and all that. Like you said, the ice tunnel, the end, uh, when, when speed's about to win the final race and all that. And he's just kind of spinning. And then the whole scene just kind of turns into this swirl of white and red paint. And then everything explodes and he shoots off into the sky and it's just like sparks everywhere. And it's just hyper color. I, I think that is so, so visually striking and so freaking creative. Um, definitely i i honestly have zero complaints about any of the action uh set pieces in this movie races and and people um i think it it was all done exceptionally well and it's so funny to have put it in a movie that is so ugly to look at otherwise and (laughs) and so silly um i think i've kind of highlighted the core a dichotomy of this movie for me at least just the the balance between really unbearable exposition and ooh pretty <laughs> so that's how i feel like there's a lot that i really like to look at and like to watch in this movie and there's a lot that was just uh ugly and and, and boring um but yeah no those those yeah. the the peaks of this movie are quite high peaks i really like the racing sequences they're fun I, and I would say that the plot of this movie is similar to like um, a uh, a Rocketeer, and that it's like I enjoy the plot of this movie, but it's not like it's not doing anything. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like sitting there at the edge of my seat ever. I'm, I, I know kind of what's going on. Like even the Racer X thing, yeah, uh, where they're like, <laughs> "I'm not your brother. Your brother's dead." And then he's like, yeah, "I yeah. actually got." <laughs> Face, face got off me. surgery. I, yeah. I, 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 I was at first. I was like, "Oh damn, that's cool." I'm glad they killed off his brother for real. And then they brought him back, and I was like, "Oh, that was a weak cop out." But all right, yeah. But yeah, like even that, it's like that's dead. so that's so on brand for this kind of content, like this kind of uh, movie that it's trying to be, and this kind of show that it's trying to emulate. Like it's so perfect but it's also like yeah i mean i didn't really need a story for this if the visuals were going to be this good you know like i i could have had less and been happy yeah no that's that's exactly the the story for me (laughs) the the story for me is exactly like the visuals in that it's at times so simple and watered down and and boring but then you have a lot of these like this this family through line um his relationship with his parents and his family um i his relationship with trixie i thought was super cute for some reason i i really like their dynamic together but everything to do with the family elevated the story for me and i i at those times chose to forget about capitalism and and uh forgot the the ceo's name um uh, commander like prothero sin- yeah is that from v for vendetta it is from v for vendetta <laughs> which well, um, we got a lot of like v the for vendetta taken actors down. in this movie everybody yeah we do but yeah it's it's it, that's another thing where i'm just this movie confuses me because it 
is able to do so much so well and almost chooses to do everything else not well <laughs> on I purpose. I mean, that is kind of the almost the consistent, to elevate everything else. The, that's kind of the consistent issue with a lot of like this time period of Wachowski movies. Because like, I, I could say the same thing about Cloud Atlas, where it's like, why does this movie choose to do so much so well? And then kind of like fuck off with the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, like I, I and Jupiter Ascending as well. Like, I mean, that movie's kind of more of a joke than any of their other uh, movies, but it still like tries in a lot of ways and then face plants the rest. And it's like, yeah, what? Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why make a face plant that's that, that feels so deliberate of a choice? I think they yeah, like it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it does. It, that's what I was going to say. It feels so deliberate. And I feel like the audience are trying to cater towards is themselves. They feel like this is the movie that they would have wanted to see. And it just doesn't really hit with the general audience. But I still respect them sticking to their guns and making this movie that they envision. Um, Pure and Snyder. When I kind of think of Pure Snyderisms. Yeah. And when <laughs> I think about it in that way, I start to appreciate it a lot more and, and forget it. And, and try to watch it as a different kind of movie. That's not to say, like, you know, it is still pretty ugly sometimes and the story is simple and stupid. And I'm not here to say, like, it's anywhere on par with any of the other great movies we've seen on this podcast. But I I, I have to watch it in a different way. And, and there's just enjoyment to get out of its camp, its campiness. And and it's just its simple nature. But but with the, the, the family dynamic, I think a lot of it really works emotionally as well. The one that sticks in mind most prominently is at the beginning, him racing his brother on the track the, or his the ghost of his brother on the track. I don't know why, dude, but that that kind of puts a little frog in my throat because like when he's like purposely sandbagging and letting his brother win or he races through the ghost of his brother, it works for me, man. And maybe it's just scratching the right itch, but I think those aspects of, of his relationship with his brother and how he views his brother really worked for me that's why i also kind of hate racer x just having done plastic surgery i wish his brother would have just stayed dead and it would have been just this this motivation for the whole family throughout the whole movie but ignoring that i i love that that racing his brother's ghost scene hmm. yeah it's a cool scene it, it kind of feels like um one of those once again like oddly you know as time went on more contemporary things you know, to kind of have in the movie because, like, you could kind of, like, I don't know, if you have enough, like, data from your uh, loved one, like, say, you know, I had an older brother who also really liked to play Forza. There's a good chance I could race his ghost if he died because, you know, all that data would still be on Forza Cloud. I could probably load yeah. up <laughs> a racetrack and race him. <laughs> Um, and it's like, that's kind of an interesting thought. Cause yeah, I mean, you kind of could, kind of could do that now, like virtually. Um, that's just, Wait, yeah, I definitely, I, de I definitely felt as... the same kind of. Sorry. What? I was going to say, did you, when you were watching that, did you think like, so you saw it as there was an actual like hologram racing there? It no. wasn't just in his mind. No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. I, okay. I, I just, I just thought about like how you could do that now in like a literal way. And oh. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. No, I I really like that portion of the movie as well. The only thing that kind of uh 
cut away at it was the announcers being like, he is chasing somebody. He is chasing the ghost of Rex Racer. And it's like, thanks, man. I didn't know that. I didn't know that by the literal ghost that I'm seeing on screen. Ryan, the movie is made for <laughs> 12-year-olds. Fuck off. Come on, dude. Like, <laughs> is it? It's, it's but, a weird no, but it movie like, that's all over the place. Like when Brendan said, like this is not that far off of being contemporary, where people understand the idea of like a a ghost, and you can see with the rest of the editing that he's chasing a certain time. Um, and for a second, I was like, oh, like what's this? Uh, what what is what is going on here? And then as soon as I it clicked, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then they had to drop it on me, like, oh, he is chasing the ghost of Rex Racer. It's like. You don't need that. Kids don't need that because it becomes obvious in moments as soon as they show the time flashing on the scoreboard. Like, yeah, they could have just mentioned he's <laughs> going to beat Rex's time, and that could have been the end of that. It was uh, just like, yeah, you're right. Because it's, it's, it's like such great really showing, sudden. not telling. Yeah, and it was they, great. Yeah. It was great at that moment when they first introduced it, and then they had the like name drop. <laughs> it. it it became cheesy really quick, but I do think the payoff of that kind of sequence was really good i just wish they would have gone about it differently with the announcers yeah i uh i'll just say to that degree um uh i you know the storytelling oh bug phone what the fuck no sorry can you guys hear me yeah yeah okay i don't know i got my stuff just glitched out um I, as I agree, the storytelling is the weakest point of this, probably. But at the same time, I thought it did like that example. I thought is a really neat and inventive way of uh, moving the story forward. When uh, the villain is explaining what's going to happen in like the next two races that he goes to, I thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. That he's like, yeah, you're going to lose and there's nothing you can do about it. And then I'm going to sue the shit out of you and I'm going to put your company out of business. And then like, yeah, I I, like, and I I really love the backdrop of Chim Chim and the, and the five-year-old running around and slaughtering factory workers during that scene. I thought, I thought it was really good. (laughs) Give and take. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's 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 good art right there, man. <laughs> Unironically, though, God, I, I really do suck. like the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think that was of... the same monkey from Dunstan checks in? From what? <laughs> Dunstan checks in. Did no one else see that movie? Nope. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about, Brendan. <laughs> you guys got to watch more monkey movies, okay? I feel like I'm the only one doing, I mean, I've doing the that. Lord's work here. I've been saying I need to watch more monkey movies for years, but I haven't gone through <laughs> on it, so you are absolutely right. <laughs> I, 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 I have not. I'll say... <laughs> I don't. I don't like chimps. They freak me the hell out. Uh, nope. This summer didn't help with that. And I really. I don't like seeing that chimp. He freaks me out. I think he can kill that boy at any minute. <laughs> Poor chimps. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if if the movie ended with uh, no chim chims were harmed in the making of this movie, but we did go through seven child actors. <laughs> That'd be cool. 
Um, all right. Does anybody have anything else for yeah. Speed Racer? I'm I'm all spent. I'm I'm. I think I'm very I think we happy to the finish line. Yeah, I think I think we were all pretty clear on our stances here. Um, Kyle, you want to lead us into final thoughts then? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll raise my mic a little bit here. Uh, yeah, I, I think I said it earlier. This is this is truly I I my brain's so wrought by irony at this point. I can't tell how genuinely I like this movie. Um, but. <laughs> the the dopamine flows and you know i I was i was there for two hours i had a good time man i I don't know what to tell you like this is this is this is the most fuck you movie i've ever watched just like nah i'm I'm just gonna put on speed racer man i'm just gonna vibe for two hours so yeah that's that's what i think about speed racer um and and for me like i said the highs of this movie were pretty much matched very well by the lows um i think this movie would be one i would revisit often if it was half an hour shorter um i don't know the final runtime on it but yeah that that first opening hour is just it, it i found it very boring and the the character interactions and everything were so just generic that i knew exactly where it was going up until that point so yeah if, if that first hour of the movie were a little bit better for me then i think i would really like this um but overall not not upset i watched it certainly a lot of things to take away and certainly a lot of things i really liked about it so yeah um a bit of a wash but certainly not the the worst thing i've ever seen not even close uh, and I'll 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 be a little bit more positive than that. I, I I like this movie a lot. I certainly don't watch it often, but I I get involved every time I do. Um, you know I I I treat this like a like a Saturday morning cartoon in the slow moments. I take out my phone. I won't lie. I'll I'll maybe do something else in the parts I'm less interested in. But you know, once the commercials are over, I come back to it. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy this movie. I think that this movie, if, if you have any, um, love in your heart for like cartoony, campy movies with really, really electrifying, um, action, I think that this was, this is one that shouldn't be missed and should be sought out. Um, or if you even just like the Wachowskis, if you liked, you know the most recent Ma- Matrix movie. If you liked Cloud Atlas at all, if you liked the Matrix sequels at all, I think you'll get something really enjoyable out of this. Uh, even if you don't love the, the 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 plot all the time, but if you just like that, like you know, as Kyle put it, "fuck you" in your face style, this is that all the way. Yeah, echo the same sentiments. <clears throat> um, I the the family through line to me and the relationship was very cute and endearing and i think that really elevated the story and it was juxtaposed by a very cartoony over the top villain talking about money and greed and uh you know then some average kid getting involved with the crime syndicate and saving the world like you know two very very big tropes and very juxtaposed with each other but works for me because I feel like this this was the Wachowski's intentions. It, it felt like a passion project watching it and I really appreciate 
them just this whole movie is a risk um and it didn't pay off i believe this movie tanked both critically and financially um and it's a shame because i would have loved to see this explored further um but like we all said the action is sweet the music is awesome throughout this whole movie that's the one thing that kind of stays consistent throughout the whole thing um and again visuals juxtaposed by very cheap looking photoshop and lazy town spy kids looking set pieces and um it's just it, it requires a different part of your brain <laughs> to turn on and activate when watching this and it's very much your your lizard brain coming to life when when watching a lot of this movie but for other parts the highs work so well um and i love revisiting it yeah i wish it was shorter and it would be a fantastic movie in my eyes because it's just a different kind of movie and i really really just appreciate what the wachowskis their vision for it and, and their execution in it it um i commend them for taking this risk yeah all right well kyle uh take us into the next movie <laughs> For the audience, Kyle is not here. He's been gone for the last couple minutes or so. Um, no, Alex, that is a good point, though. I, that is one thing I will commend about the movie is that I really appreciate the, the passion that went into this. Kyle, that almost certainly did not pick up on the recording. Yeah, it looks like it, Kyle came in and it looks like he's drinking milk out of a martini glass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's doing. He's, uh, he's been frozen for me for 30 minutes with his eyes closed like this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see all of you again for some reason. <laughs> um, but all right. I guess uh, we are going to probably take a little break, and then we will get back into the discussion with Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> So both these updates so far for the phone and the and the Mac OS, uh, I have been very against. So it's form over function? Dirty. Hold on a second. We're talking about Apple, right? That's, a, that's <laughs> the most shocking thing I've ever heard in my life. You're going to have to write to them. You're going to have to write to one Stephen Jobs. Uh, uh, all right, I've got everything pulled segue. up. Seth Rogen wanted eight ports. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) No, just a printer and a modem. That's it. That's all you need. Um, And with that, welcome back. Uh, The next movie that we're talking about is uh, 2016's Steve Jobs. This is the one with Michael Fassbender, written by Aaron Sorkin, directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, if there was any confusion about which of the two Steve Jobs movies. And it would have been reasonable if there was. Because they, it would have yeah, been. We we talked about it earlier. They came out the same year. Mm-hmm. They were biting each um, other. And here's here's the uh, IMDb description of the movie, uh, as if it needs one. Uh, Steve Jobs takes us behind the scenes of the digital revolution to paint a portrait of the man at its epicenter. The story unfolds backstage at three iconic product launches, ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac. That's the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, to, uh, had anyone seen this before besides me? No. Nope, my first uh, time. All right. Then uh, wow. it's, uh, you know, whoever wants to yeah, go first, this, go. This doesn't happen often. I guess I can go. Uh, I, I really like this. Um, 
it was a really good just kind of character study. Uh, I, I liked that they didn't focus on the event at all. It was just all about how the events leading up to the event itself uh, were characteristic of his personality and the, the personalities of those who surrounded him. Um, there's a lot going on in this movie, and I really like how it's shot and written and directed. Um, the The biggest thing that kind of struck me the camera in the first segment of the movie is very grainy and so I thought my TV yeah. was messing up and then it became clearer as time went on and I think that's a really interesting yeah, visual they use, choice. Yeah, they used three different cameras. Yeah, it, I thought that was a really bold decision um, and I, I picked up on that and I really liked it so uh, a, a, a really really solid movie honestly. I, I really enjoyed my time with it. The only thing that would maybe be a complaint for me uh, I didn't see Steve Jobs until the third uh, story, if you will. Uh, Michael Fassbender, I, I don't think they look alike. Uh, so I was just seeing Michael Fassbender do a incredible performance, but I didn't see Steve Jobs until the end. So I guess that was a bit of a detriment, but ultimately it didn't really detract. I really liked this movie. I liked pretty much everything it was trying to go for. Now I'll go ahead and go. Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> so, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, no, this was uh, when we were getting it. Brendan, did you see this the year it came out? Or... I believe I did. Because this has been one you've it. talked about for a very long time. Like I remember you it's... talking about this in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's certainly like it's always been the one where it's like I know Brendan. And this is not one of the movies I would expect him to be so into. Um, but, you know, I didn't know much about it. I didn't know, number one, that it was... Uh, I love the setup of it. That it's the it's just before each of these three important events. It's not a traditional biopic. And then it started to make sense. And I was like, oh, okay, I get this. We're doing something new. We're doing something risky. I'm a fan. Um, and overall, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I will say it did have, uh, the unfortunate effect of the third act being my least favorite. Uh, and I really don't like the ending. Like, I, I really don't like the ending. Um, but the first and second act were phenomenal. Like, I was, I was floored. Um, yeah, I, I, it was really inventive. Uh, Michael Fassbender was robbed. Uh, I, I've seen The Revenant, uh, and Leo is fine. Um, and Michael Fassbender's really good. And I'm upset about that. Um, uh, and now you know why I was not happy about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I think uh, my my only other thing, and I, I want to get into this at some point, uh, like legitimately asking, why do people not like Aaron Sorkin and his writing? I mean, like I was going to bring that up uh, in my thoughts. Okay, yeah, because like I, it seems like it's the hot, trendy thing to do to shit on Sorkin. It's like, no, I I think he's pretty good at his job. Actually, I I, I think he's a pretty good writer. Um, I didn't. So know yeah, it was a that. Thing. Oh yeah, no, it's super yeah. trendy to and shit for, on Sorkin. And and I will say, uh, for for good reason. Um, well, what else? There's a lot of great. Yeah, what else? A lot has of he great done? choice. 
Uh, uh, newsroom. Besides Chicago uh, 7. Besides yeah, uh, social network. Uh, Moneyball. Uh, social network. Uh, he did, uh, uh, what, Molly's Game? Yep, Molly's Game. That Molly's Game was his first directing, and uh, Trial Chicago 7 was his second. Yeah. Um, uh, he, and he I like all those lot, movies. West Wing. Uh, you yeah. on it, le- legitimately the thing that people criticize the most are his television show outings. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, all that being said, I really like this. Yeah, going into this, um, I've heard a lot of great things. Heard a lot of awful things about Jobs. Um, great things about Me Michael too. Fassbender. And overall, I'm a I'm a big fan of Danny Boyle. I Sunshine and 127 Hours are both on my honorable mentions list. Um, if I were to remake this list for this podcast, um, the only other one I've seen is Trance. I didn't love that one, but it's also been forever. So pretty much all the Danny Boyle movies I've seen, I've loved. Um, and this movie I liked. I didn't quite love it. I, I liked it a bit, quite a bit. Um, like Kyle touched on, I, I really liked how they went about telling the story similar to to why i really like the apollo 11 documentary in that it's just a way of learning this story that you already know but in a way you've never seen it before um i really thought it was so creative and super well done and really added to the story in the same way that i really like that we didn't get the story of steve jobs's life i didn't need to see him building I didn't see in great detail him building the company's garage. We got touches of that, and it was great. It worked perfectly, and I got the the message. I got the idea. And I didn't need to see his death even because we all know that too, and it's a very recent event. So um, I think it's it's cherry-picking of impactful moments in in the story of Steve Jobs was great. And the way they told it with with these three acts being three different product launches, great, super creative. I I really, really liked it just how he told the story. Um, And Michael Fassbender was electric. He was amazing. But I think I I was almost left wanting more with what they did give in the movie. I didn't get the sense, I didn't get the sense of how evil Steve Jobs was to his coworkers, to his family and all this stuff. Um, When he was bad in this movie, like a, a, a bad person, I got the sense that he was bad, but never like anything more than kind of I I saw in a lot of, you know, people corrupted by their brilliance or by money or whatever. And then they painted out to be really, really good in times of this movie and just like, you know, a troubled character, which he's a troubled person. Yeah, but um, it I kind of wanted to see more of both sides in a weird way. And I I can't fully put my finger put my finger on why, because they did a lot with what what they were given. But um, I don't know. I wanted to see more of Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. I think what they gave us in that relationship, it, it didn't satisfy me for some reason. And but I really liked what they did with him and his daughter. I loved all of that. Yeah. Um, and I did like the ending quite a bit. I I agree with you, Alex. Um, th- to jump in before we get into the real discussion, I I do wish there was more uh, villainizing of him because the the moments that were like striking were mostly resolved um especially like with his daughter even he ended up being kind of the good guy they ended up painting him as a good guy 
And it's my understanding that he was a, a bit insufferable. And uh, I, it's kind of interesting. I had a professor in college who had met him on a few occasions, and he said he was a douchebag. <laughs> so uh, I, I wish there was kind of more of that because I think the scene with him and Steve Wozniak and the, the, the orchestral, um, like, under the stage, I don't know what that's called, but uh, in that moment when he's just like, Orchestra yeah. pit. Yeah, when he's in the pit with Steve Wozniak, and he's like, "Yeah, what you had in mind, it was bad. <laughs> you're, you're a hack." Um, I, I I really enjoyed those kind of controversial, uh, really contrarian moments of the film. But um, no, I do like what yeah. it did with uh, the characters that it did present. I guess. Yeah, um, and to to give to give my thoughts before we get into the the the, the full discussion um i really love this movie this movie um to me works so well because it takes a script that could have been performed live on stage and by filming it it only adds more uh, i'd agree you yeah. know i i, I yeah, like well said. it just is so like like the performances are electrifying, but the way the performances are shot, all the risks that the movie takes and and its direction and its cinematography, I think pay, all pay off. Um, there are so many moments in this movie where they're cutting between the past and the and and the present, and it feels striking. It feels great. There's the Skylab moment, like scene underneath the um, uh, theater that. In so many movies, something as, as as stylistic as that would feel out of place for like a movie that hasn't had anything as stylish as that thus far. But it it fits, it works for me. Um, the score I think is fantastic. It goes from these, um, you know, you know, movie score kind of violins and strings into this you know uh uh, like baroque almost you know choir and 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 symphony and then into these digital um you know synthesizer sounds into the future and it all just works so well the film going from like old um like 70s 80s film into more modern film and then into digital film once we get into the uh into 98 all that works i think to just create this this product that starts with a script that i would love to see performed live and then gives me the perfect version of it on film that i could ever ask for um the performances in this i find all so perfect i think um jeff daniels specifically you know michael fassbender obviously the highlight of this movie but i love jeff daniels uh and 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 this i think he gives this equally frenetic and 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 like kind of estranged fatherly um uh nature to to his role uh i i love the actor i don't remember his name off the top of my head now but the actor for uh andy hertzfeld michael uh, who's also in yeah michael stahlbarg I think he's so good in this movie. I think that his he's he's con- such a good actor in general. His constant butting heads with Steve um, throughout the movie and like showing that how that power dynamic gradually changes, uh, and, and 
you know, throughout these, you know, three uh, um, uh, uh, product launches. And I love all of the small details and jokes that are carried through each product launch. The staff members that stay with him as he moves from company to company. The, the people in the background running things that are carried over and, and maintained and, and, and those small references to different things that are, are kept up throughout each um, time skip. I, I, it is, it is such a well-crafted movie. And then to once again, to touch on, on something about the writing too, I think that Aaron Sorkin excels when he's writing characters that see themselves as the most important person in the world at the time they're alive. I think that a lot of his stuff suffers when you're dealing with a lot of characters that um, should be more humble than they are. But Steve Jobs was never known to be that. And neither was Mark Zuckerberg. And I feel like both those movies, Social Network and this one, are incredible uh, because he leans into that like ego and he just lets these characters have these big egos and he lets them crash against each other and break and, and they, and it just has a rhythm um, to it. That is so compelling that you can have a movie that's all talking and it feels like it has the same energy as an action picture. So I, I, oh, I really riveting. Yeah. I really love uh, this movie and I'm going to, I'm going to fight you on, on not liking the, uh, the last act kyle uh when we get into it but yeah this 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 one this one's one of my uh all-time all-time favorites uh for sure so uh i guess to to start off um kyle did you want to start off by talking about the 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 third act or does anyone else have yeah, something sure. that they'd want to bring up beforehand no, no I, I uh not other than i totally agree i just uh i i really like the the beats that it follows and actually i watched the first part of social network after watching this it just really made me want to watch it um i kind of like watching that kind of troubled protagonist uh of the real world brought to life i think it's really interesting how he writes those characters and i, I like it here and i like it in the social network both so. i wish i wish there was a part in social network where uh he wrote in mark zuckerberg going but what if i could strap it on my face what if i could go into a metaverse <laughs> <laughs> nice um but yeah no uh i personally love the third act of this movie the third act might be my favorite act of this movie because it's all payoff to everything else that it's set up i mean to me every conversation in this movie is like almost figurative because it's like every character kind of has this I don't know, like higher meaning. You know, I was where gonna say have... it's almost got like a Christmas Carol type vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean where, and like, I and, yeah. and and the costuming is so intentional in that way. The way that Steve Wozniak never looks any different. He he's mm. always wearing the same clothes. He doesn't even look like he ages. He's just this person cemented in time. Um, and he's constantly fighting with, with Steve about acknowledging the apple too, until that finally explodes in the, um, in the, in the, in the final act. But what were your problems with, uh, the third act? So 
My biggest problem with the third act is probably, honestly, the second act. Because I loved that, and that was one of my favorite pieces of cinema I might have seen. Um, but on a, on a more direct note, um, my biggest problem, and this comes to the, the direct ending as well, and I think Alex and Ryan kind of touched on it a little bit, I disagree with y'all that you think he wasn't cast as enough of a villain. Like, I, I was like, oh, no, this is a really shitty guy. And my problem is, I felt the ending absolved him of far too much of that. Um, of he gets to reconcile with his daughter and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a thousand songs in your pocket and then we're cool. And yeah. then he's, you know, no, I, I agree. That, that's, yeah, that was, I was like, so is that like I, your main, cause I, I agree. I think that the, 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 ve- like the ending, ending of the movie is very like, like like oh like overly sentimental and sweet but i don't think that the rest of the act is necessarily so my bigger problem or my with the act itself i think my my issue is i don't know it dragged like the explosive parts of it i agree were incredibly compelling but the filler between those dragged more than any other part of the movie for me. Well, I don't um, even know what the filler is. I feel like every conversation had some kind of essential revelation in it. Like even in between, um, in between Steve leaving the stage after getting into the the screaming match with Wozniak, and he's walking back to have his confrontation with, um, oh, what is the uh, actress's name? Winslet? Yeah, with uh with Kate Winslet. Um Wait. Yeah. I don't think it's Kate Winslet. No, no, no. You're I talking the daughter. Winslet. Yeah, yeah. Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet. Oh, it is. Okay, there we go. Uh when he's Joanna having when Hoffman. he's about to have that the 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 confrontation with her, she drops the bomb that like you know you were never in contention to be man of the year. Like every middle part, I feel like gives some sort of bombshell to jobs that forces him to, to to reconsider what he's thought in the past like even when they're just walking in between these these big conversations that go on i yeah i agree I every, every interact from. character interaction in the third act was i feel essential in either resolving some some unresolved plot line throughout the movie or adding more characterization to steve jobs Maybe maybe to a greater degree than my problem legitimately was the second act. Because I don't know. I felt like every interaction didn't... I felt like the second act was the climax and the third act was the resolution. I think, everything. yeah. that that Yeah, absolutely. And then, I, gr- yeah, I agree. I don't, that, that's what I guess I'm kind of saying then. Is like... The Jeff Daniels interaction in the second act is so high intensity, high power. And you know what? Hey... Hey, we're about to hit on the biggest trend of Kyle from Kino Clash this whole time. The third act interaction with Jeff Daniels is far more subdued. Um, and you know, that's my beaten. that's my favorite part of the movie. Right? Yeah. See, to me, I'm like, uh, this is this is nice, but the fact that it's sharing equal time has it drag for me. I think would be the best way to put it. Um. Yeah. It, it, again, not not to beat a dead horse, but 
that really is just my biggest issue because I think just through osmosis throughout the years, I've sort of picked up on a lot of the cruelty from, of Steve Jobs um, and just learned a lot about his I – mean, he really was a, a, a terrible person, a true visionary, <laughs> but a terrible person. Um, and even terrible to to uh, Lisa. Like, if I, if I recall, she doesn't like him. And maybe maybe she's, like, come, recently come to reconcile with her dad. But, like, he – they didn't have a good relationship, I don't think, ever. Um, and so I wanted to see more. This movie painted – what are you guys laughing at? <laughs> I don't know, tough guy. What are you laughing at? <laughs> We can cut this. Kai, you take you probably took like at least a minute to take off that sweatshirt. And then you were wearing a different college underneath. I just couldn't figure out what you were doing that whole time. I'm sorry, Alex. I I don't need to laugh during your day. I just watching Kyle, he was like (laughs) he got stuck halfway through. I, I got like my headphones on. I didn't want to take my headphones off, so I was I was <laughs> taking it off slow. Like it just made a spectacle. I don't. I'm sorry. I, just, I was. I got distracted. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Um. Well, I, oh, I remember what I was saying. Um. Yeah, his relationship with Lisa. It was always bad, to my knowledge. I could be wrong, but um. And so this movie gave me. A bad guy who had some heart. And what I wanted to see was a terrible guy who had some heart. I feel like that's a more true depiction of Steve Jobs. This was, this this felt a little more rose colored glasses. And like, clearly I can see Danny Boyle's a fan of Steve Jobs. Um, And I I think I wanted more of a realistic depiction of of the man, the myth, the legend. And like to your um, point, I feel like that that might have also been a result of the type of movie that this is, because to see that side of Steve Jobs, you might need to actually not show um, the product launches like behind the scenes at a product launch, because you get some of that just mean, angry and spiteful. Uh, uh, aspects of Steve Jobs whenever he's talking to Andy, which is like you're, the closest you get to him interacting with like a, a an engineer or a you know <laughs> like a like a, a, a an employee of his, whereas everyone else is just kind of like a high level assistant, the CEO of Apple or um his you know a, a, a estranged uh, uh, the you know the estranged mother of his daughter. You know, like everyone else is kind of at a level that he can't just shit on them a hundred percent of the time, except for Andy. And Andy is, of course, the only person that we see him just fucking unload on. So yeah, like if, if he was, if I we were know. able to see, if we were able to see him at like app at like Apple headquarters and and like working on projects, we probably would have been able to see more of him shitting on people, but. I don't know that that would have been too more possible than it was for this kind of movie. I don't think I needed to see that. I think product launches are the perfect time to show the worst in someone because that is some of the most high stress environments a CEO or personality is under when they're relying on a whole team 
to bring to life their vision and they feel like they're the only ones who can do their job and no one else can, can do anything right. I think that is the perfect place to show someone's true colors. Um, and him unloading on Andy and unloading on, not maybe not unloading, but his, his butting heads with Wozniak. Um, I just don't feel like it was taken as far as it should have. I never got the sense, uh, with any of those interactions that, oh, this is a truly bad guy. I got the sense that, uh, this guy was frustrated in the moment and was, was maybe being a little more mean to his friends than he meant to be. That's the sense I got. And I, I, don't and I know, know like, that's not the reality of Steve Jobs. Well, at least to me, uh, like, it, a like, lot, to me, like, what I wanted to see out of Steve Jobs is him pushing people beyond their limits. And you got a taste of that with, with him telling Andy to make the robot, the computer say hello. You got yeah. a taste of it. But I feel like, again, that wasn't taken to its limits. And I want well, that's to the see thing where I just, well, I, I just don't I, I, know how you would have seen that in the product launches <laughs> as they were, just because, like, outside of the, the trying to get the computer to speak, which they then just kind of found a workaround for. Like I don't know, I don't know what you would have seen. Like at the next launch, like him yelling that the computer doesn't work when he knows that the computer doesn't work. You know, oh, yeah. like I don't the, know the what... next one. That that one could be an exception because he knew that it didn't work. But the well, iMac, yeah. I'm I'm sure if I read works. some, like <laughs> the iMac was, was well. I guess this is <laughs> right, my question, but I'm, Alex, I'm sure if like what, what if would I you do enough reading, you can find. What would well, I have wanted says, to see? I, I I think Alex wanted to see him being brutal. To the people below him, right? Just mean, vindictive, spiteful, and pushing people beyond what he should have been doing, and in a way that was inappropriate. Yeah, and and you don't think you saw that? I I re- I remember you and I talked about it briefly before I had seen Steve Jobs this last time, and it was you and Paige saying like, "Oh yeah, no, like I hate the guy." And I was like, "Oh, like this movie's gonna gonna really show like his true colors." And I walked out. I'm like, "He was just I, like I don't a, think a I peeved." You or Paige? Someone said like, "Oh, I think it was Paige saying that." Yeah, he was a terrible guy and blah blah blah. And I did not get that sense after watching this. I got that sense after reading about Steve Jobs and the stuff. Yeah, he's done but and- I think I but I think that that is the inherent problem with a biopic is that like they went in this direction with it. They wanted to do this like kind of stage play version of it. And in order to do that, the characters have to be somewhat like you have to have characters. You have to have this idea. And like, yeah, you can. He could only be so mean to Andy to still have Andy show up at the next launch. You know, like he could only do so much to these characters to have them still be around him um, as things went on. And I think that was just the problem. But it's like I wouldn't have wanted to sacrifice the conceit of the film in order to make it more accurate to history mainly because i don't give a shit about apple so this is just like a really good play to me you know it's kind of like it's kind of like reading henry the 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 fifth and not caring about like the history of england and the uk it's like well it doesn't really matter to me what actually happened i i just this is a really great shakespeare and that's kind of how i feel about this where it's like yeah i know that people like suffered under the sky but this is a really good movie and i enjoy it and i don't really care about apple as a company (laughs) outside of it i i agree that if they had taken it further like i wanted it could have come at the expense of some some nice characterization and you would have lost all the heart i think though with the approach they went with painting steve jobs 
in quote unquote how bad he really was it makes his final interaction with lisa a little more cheap feeling because like kyle said you almost feel like oh i shouldn't i i need to like this guy like i shouldn't feel you feel like he's been vindicated when he he doesn't deserve it and i feel like that final moment of lisa would work better if you knew he was a worse person than they painted him him out to be so in my mind a worse I, depiction I, of steve jobs i just don't think that that, that ending feel better i just I don't, don't think that that moment works i i think that Wait, that yeah, moment is are, so you... sweet i'm very so it, you're saying if he was worse it works. him being absolved at the end would be better no 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 it would have worked for me better to have painted him to be a worse person and then show yeah like this man uh, deep down had some heart and did care about his daughter but that does not absolve him to for you to at the end feel like this was a terrible guy but you know what he was human that's the feeling i wanted to get out instead what i got was this was a bad guy sometimes but at least he was a good family at least he was he he became a good dad that's kind of the feeling i got i wanted to leave this movie not liking him but starting to understand him and instead i just felt like I guess I'm. I, I think I'm supposed to like him after this. Yeah, I, I, I. But I think that's just a problem with the ending because I. I feel like if 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 you just cut when he decides that he's going to start late, like when he's like, no, I'm gonna go, check. I'm gonna go try and catch my daughter instead of going out. Like that's that to me shows his growth in and of itself. The fact that the last two conferences he's refusing to start late, regardless of what's happening. And in this one time, he's prioritizing his daughter over the conference, the, the the product launch. Like, I don't need to have this saccharine moment where he's like, I'm going to make an iPod and you're going to love me and and then get like a musical outro. I don't need that. <laughs> I just need to see that growth, um, you know, and, and I don't think there's ever I don't think they could have done anything to earn that particular ending because I... it's so much. <laughs> I don't think I want to see any of that. I I want to I want to see him go out on the stage on time and see an empty hollow man. Like I I I I'm not a fan of the fact that he, you know, what why does he care now? He hasn't cared well, you the see, entire movie. You see I you see like him you care see slightly. Yeah, like you, you see him care. grow and his appreciation like the the first moment that he actually recognizes Lisa as being someone worth caring about is when she does something on the uh, on the on the Mac. Yeah. And he's like oh. like he can't, but at every point he's cared about the launch more yeah. than people. Yeah, like, and this was I, to this this was showing the growth was that he That's what I'm prioritized- saying. I I it didn't feel like earned growth. I think it so because felt... each time he's prioritizing people more. Yeah, but we've we've seen in every interaction up to that, he's so he's still not willing to acknowledge the Apple II team. He's, well, he's sitting never there to. with Je- yeah, and he's sitting with Jeff Daniels, and Jeff Daniels is the one who says drop it, not him. And then with Andy, he's still trying to belittle him. He, at every interaction, he's still putting himself in the launch above people, and then it's. You know, oh, eh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you an iPod. Love you, <laughs> like, I, 
I I don't want that. I want I want to see a man who sacrificed his life and is bad for it. Yeah, I just liked how it showed him as a flawed protagonist. I liked all the different beats of him uh, interacting with Kate Winslet's character and his daughter and the daughter's mother and everything. Um, yeah, I, I think it could have uh, benefited from him being more of an antagonist, and I think it wrapped up a little bit too cleanly, but ultimately, yeah, I think it adequately showed him as a very polarizing character, and you can see why, like, Steve Wozniak, you know, kind of had his differences with him, and why anybody would have his differences with Steve Jobs. Uh, I, I really liked that portrayal. I liked how flawed they showed him as a character. And I don't know. There's there's a certain line you have to draw between the the movie character and the actual person, I guess. Because if he's so evil that it's not compelling, then it's not a movie. But if he's so relatable that he's not a character anymore, then or if he's so relatable that he's not a real person anymore, rather then it's not a movie. So there's a there's a line to be drawn there, and I, I think it balances it well. Uh, I like how he's shown in this. I, I think it could have leaned further into the, the evilness of him, I guess, but at the same time I found it compelling either way. So I didn't really doubt any of his motives or any of the characters' motives at any point. I mean, he did hire skinheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they fit They fit the role, man. <laughs> um, if, they weren't fucking skinheads. I... They were extras. <laughs> <laughs> The feeling I wanted to get out of this movie, I think, was accomplished with with his interaction with um, what's her name, the the baby mama, Chris, Chris Ann. Ann. Um, every interaction he had with Chris Ann, I was left feeling like, yeah, he was a bad person throughout all of that, and he's you know, even though he gave her money or gave her what she was asking for. You can see that as like, oh, an act of kindness. I was always left like, no, but he's still a bad person. That was a he was he was a mean, bad person. That interaction. He he did that because the Even court though, made him. <laughs> exactly, and that that's sort of the feeling I wanted to feel throughout the movie, and and kind of with Wozniak too, where he was always, or most of the time, a bad person to Wozniak, but you knew he cared so deeply about Wozniak, like he felt like he wanted to protect him at all times. So I wanted to see the big evil contrasted with the touches of humanity so those two characters i think really brought out I, this might just be a personal preference it, i i can't really knock the movie that that much for it but those two character interactions i think brought out what i wanted to see in steve jobs but the rest of the movie painted him out to be much better than than they should have i, I think that's kind of where i'm getting at yeah that's fair i think my favorite Thing that he did with uh with Wozniak was in the in the second act when um they're talking and he's just so condescending to Wozniak and he's like yeah. you always get a pass. oh you all you always get a pass and and yeah just how how oh, that like Seth Rogen shines there though yeah and, and it just cuts him so 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 deeply just uh yeah. No, I really liked it. I think there was a lot of build that was done through the editing and the and the score. Um, I don't know. I feel like the three parts of the movie each had their own merits, and they all were yeah. very thoroughly entertaining each. 
I I, <laughs> I thought each of them were kind of like their own little mini movie. Yeah. They each had their beginning, middle, and end. And yeah, it was interesting. Well, it, it was compelling. like a perfect play. Yeah. Like, it really felt like yeah, a stage no. play. Yeah. And, no, uh, I mean, the, uh, you, we, we haven't... The acting, I don't think there was a single person who wasn't bringing 100%. Um, Even Baby I mean, Lisa. All the child actors are great. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, does anyone have like a particular like favorite uh, uh, argument or, or or like one-on-one conversation? Mine is the is the la- last one with Jeff Daniels, uh, where they're talking about the bicycle of the mind. Um, but does anyone have a particular like standout favorite? For me, it's either the orchestra pit with Wozniak or the. Uh when he's about to go on stage and it's the it's the very heated argument with jeff daniels and they're they're talking about like why did you say that i fired you you forced my hand um but yeah again i uh really i that that second act man i was i was glued to it that was that was just good stuff yeah i really like the argument when i don't know because i feel like the movie portrays Steve Jobs as a bit of a narcissist, and he kind of gets his comeuppance when he's arguing with the character John Scully um, about why he was fired, about what transpired there. I thought that was all really interesting because there's a lot that goes down leading up to that whole event where you kind of get it only from Steve Jobs' perspective, but then that argument really highlights, hey, your behavior and how you treated people and how you wanted this all to go that directly resulted in you being let go from apple um i thought that was really good i thought that was a really nice payoff because it it humbled steve jobs and that was one of the only moments of the film where he was really uh kind of on the defensive i guess or he was kind of the one not going after what he wanted he was being humbled in that moment i thought that was really great yeah it felt like it, moments go ahead go ahead i was gonna say yeah instead of it feeling like he was punching down it was someone either punching down or punching at level with him like they were trading blows instead of steve just unloading on someone else <laughs> i think i enjoyed seeing steve Jobs's mind and the two moments that kind of show that are when he's sitting with Waz and he's talking about his new watch and he's like, all right, we'll change the time zone. And then he's like struggling to take it apart whenever you do all that thing. Um, and he's like, Hey, this man's got a bomb on his wrist. And then later on when he's talking about why the Newton failed and it's because what, is, what, what are people going to do with the other four fingers on their hand? I like those moments. It just kind of shows like w- how he approached designing products for people and it being like a very intuitive. Oh, and, and also just like having a mouse and keyboard on the Macintosh and how revolutionary that was that look, people draw with it. Um, those moments, I, I just enjoyed seeing his, his point of view on how to design his products and why he was very much ahead of his time because he wasn't designing technology like everyone else in the world where I mean, at, at times <laughs> sacrificed form over function but when it worked, it really worked. And, and I mean, we live in a world now defined by Apple. 
Well, I think that's just like the perfect place to end it, unless anyone else, anyone else has yeah. something to add. Yeah. That was like that was like the end of an essay. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, kick off our uh, final thoughts then. Why don't you, Maria? I think I started, so I will end. Um, yeah, I really like this. I thought it portrayed a lot of the different real life characters really well. The acting was great. The score was great. The way it was shot was great. I thought it was really, really well written. Um, yeah, I, I, the only, I guess, shortcoming is it's not particularly deep, I guess. Um, it doesn't make me continue to think about Steve Jobs and stuff, but, you know, and there's very few real-life stories that do that. I think this is a really great character study and a really great biopic, um, and it's really uniquely shot. Um, and that's probably what I appreciate about it most is just how it chooses to tell the story of Steve Jobs um, just through these upcoming events and the characters that interact with him before them. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, and I, I echo the same sentiment. Um, again, I thought it was a really inventive way of a biopic. Uh it, it kept my attention excellently, incredibly dialogue heavy. Again, I I love Sorkin. I I most I, I've never seen one of his writings where I'm like, uh I, like I'm all, it's it's brain candy. You reading his I've writings? <laughs> I just, uh, I'm, 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 I'm two drinks in, man. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what do you call it? Yeah, no. I I besides that the. I, I thought I saw a bad enough character. There there were few moments of this where I was like, that's a guy I'd want to go get a beer with. Actually, there were none. Um, but, uh, again, my, my biggest problem is, uh, besides that third act, which, you know, again, just kind of, I was like, all right, I'm ready to wrap this up. Uh, but that the, the ending really just kind of hit me in the toe. Like, it, it just, it was like, ah, wow, that kind of sucked. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I, I mean, I, I, I would look very forward to watching this again. Uh, you know, instead of a beer, I'd probably go have a 32 Margot with them for sure. Hmm. A 55. Oh, was it a 55? It's a 55 Margot. <laughs> I remembered Margot and I was like, I'll just, I, I, I'll pick a number before 60. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah echo the same things so incredibly well acted well shot i i love your analogy of a play it really feels like a a a play and each act can be just bookended with curtain falls and curtain rises um it's great i it's so creative in its approach at a biopic i the product launches really only worked to to tell this story in a much better light. And I, and I, and that, that ties into my, my biggest complaint is that I feel like the product launches would bring out the worst in someone. And this just seemed like Steve jobs on a good day. Um, maybe just knowing some things that we all know about Steve jobs. Um, and I think I, I, I focus too much on that complaint because I really do like this movie a lot. And in the grand scheme of things, me wanting to see a worse version of Steve jobs is fairly minor. Um, it's just in my eyes, I think it would have helped to sell the ending a lot more. And 
and the heartfelt moments would have been more impactful for me had I had I seen a worse person. Not because I wanted him to be redeemed. Quite the opposite. Um, I, I I did not want to see Steve Jobs redeemed as a good person, but I wanted to start to understand, you know, this guy was a, a human being, a bad person, but he had heart. All right, yeah. Um, I really love this movie. Um, this is, to me, the best the perfect storm of a film and that so many stuff could have so so many different things could have gone wrong like directors were dropping out in the production side actors were dropping out in the production side and somehow we managed to get the best version of this film uh for a minute um i think uh fincher was supposed to direct this and then sorkin was going to direct it himself and then boyle hopped on and I'm glad Boyle did because Boyle is a fantastic director and I wouldn't have wanted to see this by anyone else. And then instead of Michael Fassbender, it was supposed to be uh, Christian Bale or Tom Cruise. And it's like, while maybe the they might have given different and potentially even better performances, I love the performance that Fassbender gives here and I don't want to trade it for anything um, because I just I think that Fassbender just gives this uh, uh, uh everything he could have like I, I mean maybe going into a role knowing that it was a it was originally going to be given to christian bale or tom cruise makes you uh hungry and fighting for your life when you're performing it but i think it pays off because i love everything that fassbender does uh in this performance i so, i gotta uh, say yeah I, why why isn't he being cast in more stuff I believe like, he he there was an allegation and this is allegedly I think there was an allegation that he like hit his wife or something or an ex something like that that might have something to do with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll do it <laughs> well it's not like he ate people um, it's an army hammer reference yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh i i think he's actually in something that 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 came out recently but um yeah no his between that dark phoenix and assassin's creed i i think his career kind of cooled um but uh yeah I, i i love this movie all right time for votes all right, let's all go to our local polling station uh, and say hello to those old, old women and get our ballots and, and, and vote. Let's. Make sure to take a picture of your I voted sticker and post it on Snapchat, everyone. <laughs> yes. I actually, I put it on the back of my ID, uh, like my, my work ID. So just to let everyone know, I did my civic du- duty, you know. Good, good. Who um, wants to vote first? I, uh, 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 do you want to go or should I go? Yeah, it starts with either Alex uh, or Brendan. I'll go since Speed Racer came first. Um, these are two very, very fun movies. Very good movies in different ways. Um, Steve Jobs is, is an incredible movie. It's just super well made and continues the line of Danny Boyle movies are, are pretty fantastic and I'm a very big fan of his work <clears throat> I haven't seen The Beach but 
I've only heard the best things about it. Um, did they direct Wall Street too with Christian Sh- with uh, Charlie Sheen? No, I don't know. Anyway, I think he, um, I think he directed Wall Street Two: Money Never Sleeps with Shia LaBeouf. Is that true? I don't know. I don't think he directed that, but I, I always, okay. I always laugh about them making a sequel to that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Steve Jobs is is super well made. Um. And my only critique really is I, I, just a little unsatisfied. I liked the ending a lot, but it wasn't as satisfying as it should have been. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to see a worse Steve Jobs. And Speed Racer is a balls to the wall risk that for all in all respects should not have worked but somehow scratched the right itch for me and and really worked and um these are two you can kind of tell definitely speed racer but i i think i got the sense in steve jobs to passion projects for the directors um i think they really cared about the source material and and did their absolute best to to make a really they're both very creative movies and and a lot of thought and effort went into it. Um, so in all respects, Steve Jobs is the much better movie. But I think I honestly enjoy Speed Racer more. I, I'm very satisfied by the end of Speed Racer. I love the ending and I love the highs of Speed Racer. I think top the highs of Steve Jobs. It might be because Steve Jobs is just pretty consistently good and Speed Racer fluctuates tremendously, but I think those peaks go just a little bit higher than uh than Steve Jobs' consistency. Um and I, you know, Speed Racer is a, is a stupid movie, but it works for me. Um and I I like so much about it. So, my vote goes to Speed Racer. Very respectable. This was a matchup that I was happy to get to because I was like, hey, this can go either way. Either way, I'm watching a movie I like more than once. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Speed Racer really hold a chance in your eyes. You know, to me, I know it did, you like it, but... Well, here's the thing. I like that movie a lot. I, you know, it's not, not so much me, like, is it going to change my mind? But, you know, I, I know Kyle... <laughs> Kyle and I have a love for this kind. We both have seen uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Like we both have a have a place in our heart for those types of movies. So I like it. And you know, Ryan's sick. He he could have pulled a Pulp Fiction. You know, maybe this was what what <laughs> cured, cured him. I don't know. Um. So yeah, I I thought it had a a, a decent chance. Um. You know, considering everything, but I am of course going to vote for Steve Jobs. You know, if if I thought that's uh, to me, if Speed Racer was better than Steve Jobs, it would have been on the list. Um, but I, yes, Steve Jobs is just a, a a a perfect movie to me. I'll go ahead and go next. Um, and I apologize, I've been on my phone. I wanted to look. I I looked up Michael Fassbender scandal. Uh, and then there was a Reddit post that was what happened to Michael Fassbender. And, uh, there was a scandal, but it, 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 it didn't get a lot of traction. Um, but what he has been doing is racing cars that he's, oh. he's taken a sabbatical and he's race. He's going to be at the 24 hour <laughs> Le Mans this year, probably. Uh, oh. 
Yeah, no, he's like taking a legit, and also, 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 for those interested, Steve Racer. Um, he's going to be in Fincher's next movie, um, uh, co-starring with Tilda Swinton, from the looks of it. So that's oh your Michael God. Fassbender update from Kino Clash. Um, Did you ironically two. call it Le Mans? I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. <laughs> Is it Le Man? Le Man? It's Le Man. It's okay. lemon. All right, there You've you go. seen Ford there v Ferrari. Yeah, man. I saw it once. <laughs> saw Parasite too. Anywho, um... <laughs> I love that French movie. <laughs> um, all right, where was I voting? Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm voting for Steve Jobs. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't think there's a single movie I would vote for Speed Racer over. <laughs> and I don't mean that as an insult to Speed Racer. Because again, I really no, like that. I, I get it. Okay, it's just it's just a different experience. Like if we were doing the if we were doing the get hammered and take other substances and throw on a movie, Speed Racer would win that every time unquestionably but uh, i don't know we might fall asleep during that that beginning part depending on what <laughs> substances we're taking um, <laughs> but what do you call it yeah no i uh i just absolutely uh as much as i liked speed racer uh i really was impressed in those first two acts of steve jobs um and oh. that that's enough to carry it for me uh, I, I, I'd be interested. I'm, I'm much more interested in giving it another rewatch as well than I am Speed Racer. Cause there, there will never be anything more I will get out of Speed Racer. Um, but I think there is a lot of opportunity for that in Speed Jobs. So yeah. That being said. Oh, Speed Jobs? <laughs> speed Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I have made that mistake so many times. <laughs> yes, I will be voting for Steve jobs all right and i think probably no surprise for me i'm also voting for steve jobs um i found it very compelling thought the acting and uh the, the overall tone score uh shot composition was just excellent in that movie and while there were a lot of things that i really appreciated about speed racer uh, it ultimately is one i don't think i could find rewatchable it's because there, there's so much about it that i find off-putting and uh overall g- kind of bad um so yeah the, ultimately steve jobs is it's one that uh it's gonna stick with me and speed racer will as well it's just i i really do wish it was a shorter movie i i wish it was that 90 minutes and it, it just isn't it it does it tries to do too much uh is what it boils down to and the the things that don't work about it are too long, so that kind of bogs down the overall experience. So I uh, unabashedly vote for Steve Jobs, which gives a three to one majority. Yeah. It also means, Indeed. I mean, the tie. All right. <laughs> The tie was not going to lean towards Speed Racer. So. Uh, Speed Racer so, uh, has a pretty high letterbox. It's a three point three. Steve Jobs only has a three point five. Yeah, are, uh, are are we wow. are we ready to 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 roll them bones though? 
Well, we don't have yeah, to. Yeah, roll them yeah. bones, Ryan. <laughs> roll them bones. Um, Here, can, do, do you guys want to pause for like 15 minutes while we figure out what movies it is after we roll? <laughs> like, oh, I, count I, up I from... Count. No. For once, we do not need to. Can you construct a one-faced <laughs> object? Um, yeah. So with this... Wait, uh, wait, wait. I do have a one-faced object. Hold up. I'll do the roll. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Could have also used a... It's uh, Paddington 2 Magnolia, everybody! <laughs> oh! Yeah. So with that, Steve Jobs has moved on, and we're going to be watching... Number nine seed, Paddington 2, which is Kyle's pick, versus my number eight pick, Magnolia. Oh, really? I thought it was reversed. I thought my eight seed was Paddington 2, and your nine seed was Magnolia. Nope. Yeah, Magnolia is my number eight. So we're going to be starting with Paddington 2 in the next discussion. And then, uh, yeah, talking about Magnolia. So this, this should be an interesting one. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I feel like the underdog here just because Padding the Two has such a meme status and also Magnolia is over three hours and I am fully willing to admit that. Yeah, it's a long one. (laughs) So uh, I really love it. Who? Yeah. Has has anyone seen, who's seen what? I've not. I've not seen either. either. I've, I've. Yeah, and I haven't seen Magnolia. I haven't seen Paddington 2. I've seen Paddington 1. I've seen Paddington. And I feel like I'm going to be in for I've more of the same. <laughs> I, I'm just so incredibly curious how Paddington you know, 2 has this status about it. Well, it was a meme Kyle, last think, year I think when I'm we gonna made make... these brackets. So that's probably why Kyle picked it. No, but <laughs> both Paddingtons, I know we don't take Rotten Tomatoes too seriously, but I mean, both of them having 100% sort of shows that it's a pretty good movie and i i i disagree i'm not knocking it but i don't get it i disagree as well but, it's also the meme um, <laughs> yeah kyle i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna have a marmalade day when i watch patty <laughs> because every because every bear deserves one and <laughs> this guy I'm, gets it <laughs> this guy gets I'm excited, man. I've been wanting to watch Paddington 2 for some... I, I did not do this as a meme. I genu- I had both Paddingtons on Bullshit. my first rendition. <laughs> of the not, no, no, I know he didn't. I know he didn't do it as a meme because I remember him, I remember Kyle like complaining to me through tears about how he couldn't find both the movies on Blu-ray. <laughs> I can't! He was like, I can't, I can't get them. And I was like, Kyle, I'm pretty sure I can pull it up on Amazon like right now. And he was like, no... You can't do that, actually. <laughs> no, the only, uh, the so only I meme it. I might be guilty of is that I put Paddington and Citizen Kane right next to each other. Because that was the big controversy. <laughs> that, that Paddington 2 was better than Citizen Kane. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I unironically love these. I think they're phenomenal. Um, I've, I've been so excited to watch this movie. And I'm, I'm very happy that we're finally here. Yeah. Very nice. So, do we have any um, uh, special episodes coming up? I that think might come out before we record this. Oh God, no! This is gonna come out in like fucking April of next year, probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we are behind. Uh, 
But yeah, you might have heard our our Christmas episode or our honorable mentions or maybe even our Oscar episode by the time this comes out. Or or even or even our 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 bad bracket. Uh yeah. um, if we decide to do that. <laughs> There's no telling. Take us uh, away. Did you yeah. do the honors? At any rate, thank you everybody for listening uh, to this episode. Uh, watch both of these. If you haven't seen Speed Racer, it is a hoot. And if you haven't seen Steve Jobs, it's a heck of a movie. Michael Fassbender, what that? check out that guy. What's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> I answered that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye-bye. Have a good one. Uh, glad, you, glad you listened. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>